Hello and welcome to the Melbourne Business School podcast. My name is Aaron Yeek and I'm an alumni of the school who recently published a book on the MBA experience, From Racetracks to Boardrooms, Was an MBA Worth It? In this series, I'm joined by fellow alumni to dive between the lines of the MBA experience and find out if doing an MBA was really worth it. Today, I'm joined by Dean Robinson. Dean graduated from the Senior Executive MBA in 2015 and in doing so, made a career transition from elite sports to professional advisory in the mergers and acquisitions space. Dean dives into the friendships and networks that were formed during his program and how the MBA provided a platform to launch a new and very different career direction. Well, thanks for joining me today, Dean. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. So yeah, really keen to hear about your Melbourne Business School experience and, and you did the SEMBA program, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, I did the SEMBA program in finished in 2015, so I was the class of 2015. Fantastic. What, what does SEMBA stand for? It's the Senior Executive MBA. And what, what does that look like? I, I did the part-time, so it's a bit, bit different to what I did. So my cohort was the last of the old format of the SEMBA, which was four one-month blocks. Mm-hmm put in were residential intensive over the space of 14 months. So we got to live together, understand each other, work together, laugh together, cry together. So it was it was a great camaraderie that we've developed out Get of Get to it. know all your habits and that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you got to know everyone and it was it was one of those moments in time where you'll forever look back on it and know the bonds you created were strong, deep and meaningful. Yeah, fantastic. And what, what does that class look like? How many of you, what, what kind of industries did people come from? So there was 33, it moved up and down depending on the module um, if people for work commitments had to postpone. But we have everyone from uh, retail sector, from business services, from utilities to government to uh, arts to automotive, so there was, it was such a wide ranging. We had healthcare, we had doctors, um, the lawyers in the class. So there was a lot of different skill sets that was brought into the classroom. A lot of different avenues of um, thinking and exploration that we went through, based on individuals' histories. I guess that must bring a lot of different perspectives to the room as well. So much background. It was. The perspectives were great. Everyone got to see things from different angles, different strengths, different weaknesses, and allowed everyone to basically grow and learn and challenge their own perspectives for understanding each other. Yeah, fantastic. And I'm going to guess that the name probably gives it away a little bit, but the the sort of typical stage in the career is more the senior sort of level of the, the career? More the senior levels, people who late 30s, early 40s, uh, mid 40s some, that were looking for changes and adaptations in their career. I think all of us came there understanding that it was a time of change in our life and we're all looking for that next challenge, next step to take our careers to the next level, um, whether it be in the same role or in different roles. But everyone was looking for it as a catalyst in from what I understand. Mm. So that's kind of the common common theme through classmates. They're here for a change. It's, a, I guess, a rapid way to, to do that. Yeah, I, it's a rapid way to do it because you, you're challenging the way you consider things, the way you've, the assumptions you've made in the past. 
and you've considered, you get to consider the way you've operated and in the way you've operated, how do you actually um, take the learnings and transform those learnings into actions. And there's a fair bit of reflection within the program that allows you to draw on your experiences and put those experiences into the light of the context that you're being taught. So in terms of that, that's a very good point. I can see a lot of parallels with what, what I went through. The the reflection was definitely one big thing for me. And I, I saw it from both career and, and personal, which surprised me a little bit. Was that similar for you? I think I grew a lot both professionally and personally out of the program. I think if you were to ask those closest to me, they'd say that my growth, the way I got to consider things, the way I looked at things, definitely transformed and were remarkable transformations in that period of time. It was almost like every module I'd come back and come home and I'd go to another level. It was one of those things that challenged me, challenged the way I thought, challenged the way I communicated and made me a lot better person. So some of those people closest to you that you mentioned, how did you find the sort of that balance, balancing everything with, you know, family life and quite, you know, quite involved study and everything else? Was it... Um, was it a tricky balance, easy balance? I'd have to say a lot of credit goes to my wife and my family um, and her family for the support that they gave me through that time. It, was, it wasn't easy for me to go away for essentially six days in the first week, um, five days the next week and repeat that again yeah. and then have two blocks in the first year and then another block where I was away for a month overseas at the back end of the first year. And then and that was part of the program? That was part of the program. So there was a lot of sacrifice that others made to make this possible. Yeah. And this I couldn't have done it without my wife's support or without my family or her family's support because having two sets of twins, the first set was two years of age. No, they were actually 18 months when I first started. That wasn't very easy. Um, and the older set, they were four and a half. It was quite difficult to go away for that extended period of time. Yeah, I can't speak more highly of my life. And so does that mean going into it, it's a bit of a joint decision, I guess? It's not It's not just Dean saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do this. It's a, it's a family call. It, it's a family call. It's a big sacrifice. Um, the cost, the time, the sacrifice... Because it's not only the sacrifice of that, but the six weeks leading up to it, mm. the amount of readings yes. that we had to prepare was, you could say, exhaustive. And if you truly wanted to do the very best, you really had to dedicate time and energy to do that. So I would have been reading four to six hours a day leading up to it. And some of the subjects were new and challenging for me and some were quite comfortable. So at the end of the day, it was you had to put the work in to get the reward out of it. Some people have probably done the AICD company directors course. And as they say, you really need about six weeks to prepare. Well, this was essentially four modules of six weeks to prepare. <laughs> so it's for those people who have done that course, then they'll get an understanding what an MBA is like and how how much more you actually have to put in. Just ramp it up four times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's important that people understand that, that the strength 
of the readings and the quality of the readings are so challenging um, from a time perspective, but also they challenge your thought processes and they also, they also provide so much growth and learning ability. Mm. A lot of, lot of the, sub, um, the reading materials will come from Harvard Business Review. Case studies coming out of the likes of Wharton, Harvard, um, Kellogg, top schools through the US applied with local faculty allows it to grow to a whole new level. Mm, absolutely. So given all that sort of time and energy commitment going into it, obviously yourself and your wife saw there was going to be value in doing this. Um, I guess otherwise you wouldn't invest in that. So. What, what was it, what were some of those uh, reasons, I guess, for saying, hey, yeah, let's take this on. It's going, it's going to be hard, but we see, we see there's some value in it. I, it was a period, and I, I'd considered doing an MBA four years beforehand. And for me, it was four years beforehand, I, I wanted the growth, I wanted the challenge. I didn't take it on then because of work commitments. The reason why I took it on in 2014 was there were, it was a rapid change in my life that went through some tough periods. Um, and in going through those tough periods, I looked at it and said, okay, I'm gonna have to rebuild setbacks. And at the end of the day, it was, okay, how can I do that? How can I make the best utilization of my time, my energy and rebuild and learn and grow from the situation I've been through to become a better person, to be able to contribute back to the community like I always had. And that's that's what caused me to undertake the MBA at that point in time. And do you bring, I guess, some of that life experience, career experience, the, the setbacks, the resilience to the classroom and do, to others in terms of adding to the experience? It's a little bit different to, I guess, undergrad. It's not a one-way conversation. Yeah, I think it was pretty hard at the time for those in the class not to recognise what I'd been through. And the respect, the honour that was given to me by my classmates to respect what I'd been through and to accept me into the class as an equal, as a classmate, not coming from a traditional business background, was, I, yeah, I can't thank my classmates um, enough for that. It was. It allowed me to bring the best of myself into the classroom and contribute to the discussion with a different perspective, with different learnings, with potentially different way of thinking that hopefully was able to contribute to their growth as much as they contributed to mine. Yeah, adding to each other's experience, absolutely, yeah. I can, I can relate to what you're saying about the sort of the non-traditional business school background. I, I myself came from a background in motorsports and one of the things that excited me when I entered the program was I saw that there was actually other people from other backgrounds as well and coming into it, I thought I was gonna stick with sport and I actually didn't. Did going into your program, did you think you were going to stay the same industry, same kind of line, or do you think you were I'm going for a completely different change in tact here? I I was going for a completely different change in tact. I wanted to go into the corporate world. That was 
that was the large focus of why I did the MBA. I wanted to give my best, myself the best chance in the corporate world, having such a lengthy study history in the allied health sciences. I needed to apply the business concepts, the business knowledge, the business acumen to what I had and the, my thought processes to allow me to do that. And it's, it's not saying that sport isn't a great and challenging environment but for me, it was one of those, it became one of those periods of time where I said, okay, now is the time I can stay in sport. I can continue to wear tracksuits every day till the day I'm 70. <laughs> I can hang out with the boys and hang out at the social club or I can go into the corporate world and go a lot more goal-directed. Yeah. Um, not saying sport's not goal-directed, not focused. It's very focused, but it's in a different way. So for me, it was, it was definitely a change in uh, a time of change and you have made that change so what what's that been like how obviously the programs helped program helped um it gave me the credentials to allow a firm like kpmg um to what i'd say take a punt on me untried untested in the business world but they were supportive they gave me the opportunity and over time as they gave me the opportunity i was able to prove my wares to them mm -hmm. and we've, we've basically become very close a lot of the family at KPMG um, both in Victoria and also in New South Wales where I'm now living and working it was so I think the MBA built the platform for that mm. and that that's really allowed me to excel within that organization mm. and so it is very different to what you're doing before what what are the, some of the things that you do these days in your day to day so to, these days my my role basically is mergers and acquisitions. I moved from roughly two years ago, moved the family from Victoria up to Sydney to lead up our Western Sydney office and drive the growth of our Western Sydney office in mergers and acquisitions. And we've kept continuing, kept growing, and we've basically just put on another partner in the Sydney office. And he's, he's basically overseeing um, the Western Sydney area as well. So We've been able to grow the team and grow the business case and really um, attract the investment from the firm even further. It was really satisfying. It has been. And do you find, uh, are you drawing on much of your learnings or network from the MBA these days? A lot of the learnings are drawn upon. There's M&A, M&A is such a great opportunity to utilise the skill sets because you've got marketing, you've got finance, you've got to understand the game theory. So you've got to understand the economics and the thematics that are going on, negotiations. So guys that we've had, the professors that we've had here have really allowed me to take the learnings and glean off them and take them into the workplace. Yeah, fantastic. Were, were there any of those subjects going into the MBA that you were either hesitant about or didn't know so much about that were kind of new? There were subjects that were less familiar to me. My first degree was applied economics. Um, I started that many, many years ago when I first left school and I hadn't touched those concepts since 94. So it was one of those things where I looked at it and went, okay, so I'm not really au fait with all of those quite well these days. We're talking 20 years ago. So brushing up on the accounting, the economics, they were, they were subjects that were not as familiar. The marketing was 
the techniques, the thought processes that went behind each of the different components of marketing gave me structure. Negotiations, you know, Professor John Onto, he was he was great in the way he set it out and and lectured us and taught us and mentored us in the negotiations and some of the practical sessions he gave us were allowed us to really apply techniques and understand techniques and break it down and understand what what processes and what people are doing. Some of the behavioural psychology stuff we went through, understanding the thinking process and why people think the way they do, why we think the way they, the way we do, and allowed me to see other people's behaviour but also my urban behaviour and just check myself in what am I doing, why am I going about this, and it, it allows me to take that into every day. And are you still in touch with some of your classmates? Yeah, we're still very close. So I've got to catch up tomorrow night with one of them. There's a group in Sydney that get together, try to get together every month. Uh, there's four four other classmates that I'm quite close to in Victoria and we try and catch up as often as possible when we're either in either city. So yeah, it's it's one that we talk regularly. I got a message off one on LinkedIn this morning. Our network is strong and we we continue to talk and discuss and help each other where we can. And I think that's the network you get out of your MBA is valuable as some of the subjects you do. And so if we rewind the clock, Dean's about to walk into day one of this experience. Is there any advice you would give yourself or any advice you'd give someone who's about to embark on December? Make sure you prepare by reading all the material because when you get in, it, it is full on. And if you haven't done the reading, you are catching up on stuff you should have already done and the program's full enough. You'll be going to 10, 11 o'clock at night from 8 o'clock in the morning. And if you're trying to add readings on top of it, you're a little bit behind. But that preparation not only goes to the course content, it's also preparing your mind, preparing your family, preparing your affairs outside so the distractions are not overwhelming you and you can focus on what you need to to achieve the results you're Get the after. most out of that time, yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Good one. Uh, so some rapid questions I'll ask you answer. Uh, high point of the experience? Whole program. Any low points of the experience? I, I can't. There's no regret or no low point of the experience at all. Favourite subject? This one's a tough one. They're all great. I actually don't have a favourite subject. <laughs> like them all. Uh, favourite faculty and why? I know we vote him our favourite, but I would have to say Sam Wiley was, he made finance fun, exciting and simple. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that with his, his antelope analogies. <laughs> uh, main method of de-stressing during the program? The program was a de-stress for me. <laughs> yeah. But if I, if I had to say the other way, a de-stress is... Exercise is definitely close to my heart. Yeah. Uh, paper notes or laptop? Value both of them. I think they're both, they both can be very good. Finish the sentence. Group assignments are? Fun and exciting. Social life? Did you have one or did you not have one? Yeah, we had one. And thinking back to where you thought you would end up after the SEMBA and thinking about where you have ended up, is there much of a difference? I didn't know where I was going to end up. I didn't know what career I was going to be in. The only thing I could say to that is... Without it, I wouldn't be in as such good a position as I am now. Thank you very much, Dean. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation. If you'd like to listen to more, please subscribe to the Melbourne Business School podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud.